We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Good morning, White Sox fans. I'm Jim Margulis, and this is your White Sox wake-up call for July 15th, 2022. A couple of days ago, when the White Sox were set to face Aaron Savali in the series finale against Cleveland on Wednesday, I said that it would be great if the Sox could put a hurting on a right-handed starter who is credible enough to be a fixture in a rotation. They didn't get that chance against Savali, who left after one inning with a wrist injury. But the Sox got another crack at that particular task when they faced Sonny Gray to open a key four-game series at Target Field to close out the first half on Thursday night. And since they blitzed him for six runs over three and two-thirds innings, I think we can say it was worth the wait. Luis Robert broke the game open in the fourth inning with a two-out grand slam, a rocket of a homer that seemed to still be rising when it hit the seats in the second deck. Johnny Cueto survived a ton of traffic early to throw another quality start, and the White Sox ran up the score on the first-place Twins for a 12-2 stomping in the first of four games. Speaking of four games, that is now the difference between the two teams in the Central. The Sox took advantage of Rocco Baldelli, who had the kind of game that would have caused White Sox Twitter to go DEFCON 2 if Tony LaRusso were making the same decisions. In the second inning, he didn't challenge what appeared to be an overturnable call at home plate on a Luis Arias sack fly attempt that could have tied the game at two, as Gio Urshela's foot seemed to beat Sevi Zavala's tag despite a great throw from A.J. Pollock. Baldelli held on to that challenge, which he then unsuccessfully deployed on a Jose Abreu sack fly attempt that he couldn't overturn down five in the sixth. He also let Gray languish in that fateful four-run fourth, even though Gray lacked command after Josh Harrison drilled him in the shoulder with the line drive to start the rally with one out. Gray fell behind Zavala 2-0 before a single, walked Tim Anderson to load the bases, and while Yoan Mancata couldn't take advantage of favorable counts before grounding out to a fielder's choice at home on a 3-1 pitch, Gray then threw three sliders to Roberts, and when Gray spun the last one on 1-1, Roberts spun and connected loudly. Then again, the Sox tagged Gray without tagging him in the first, scoring two runs on four singles before Cueto had to take the mound, so perhaps Gray was in for a long, short night regardless. Cueto looked like he might be in the same boat, but he dodged one big blow after another. He left the bases loaded in the first, limited the Twins to one run in the second thanks to Pollock's throw, then stranded Byron Buxton despite a leadoff triple in the third. Instead, the only controversy he courted was when he appeared to tweak something while unsuccessfully fielding Buxton's swinging bunt with two outs in the fifth. 
because he labored over the rest of the inning. With his pace slowing to a crawl, he walked Max Kepler on six pitches before retiring Jorge Polanco in a deep flyout to right on his eighth pitch, which put his pitch count at 103. But then Larusa sent him out for a sixth inning and he struck out the side. I didn't get that call, but Cueto at least showed that he should be healthy to start the second half. He closed out the first by improving his record to 4-4, four four, lowering his ERA to 2.8, and throwing 9 quality starts and 11 attempts. The White Sox then piled it on the rest of the game. Robert added his 5th RBI in a single that preceded a Brayu sack fly in the 6th, and Andrew Vaughn greeted Jarrell Cotton with a 444-foot solo shot in the 7th. When Nick Gordon came off the bench to pitch the ninth, the bottom of the order padded their stats with a Pollock walk, Harrison double, and a Zavala 3-run shot. Zavala then generated smaller fireworks in the bottom of the ninth as he and Gilberto Celestino exchanged words bumping bodies around home plate after Celestino's game-ending number. Benches cleared, and so did the bullpens, but more because the game was over and they had to head back to the dugouts and the potential brawl was on the way home. So the White Sox will get a chance to cut further into the Twins' lead while taking a shot at pulling back to the dreaded 500 mark tonight when Michael Kopech faces off against Devin Smeltzer. If you're pessimistic, Kopech gave up four homers while pitching four and two-thirds innings to the same Twins team two starts ago, and then he had his worst stuff of the season despite better results against the Tigers this past Sunday. If you're an optimist, Smeltzer is left-handed. First pitch is at 7.10 p.m. Central on NBC Sports Chicago. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Down on the farm, the Charlotte Knights' string of successful pitching lines hit a snag in an 8-3 loss to Lehigh Valley, but at least Yasmani Grandal continues to make use of his rehab at-bats. He went 2-for-3 with two walks out of the DH spot. Birmingham beat Montgomery 5-4 via Jose Rodriguez's walk-off single. Rodriguez went 2-for-5 on the night with his 29th stolen base. Oscar Colas was 1-for-4 at the strikeout, and Jason Billis struck out 6-over-5 innings of 3-run ball. Winston-Salem lost to Asheville 5-4, but Colson Montgomery extended his on-base streak to 48 games by going 1-for-4. In other one-run losses, Kannapolis fell to Salem 3-2, and the Arizona Complex League White Sox affiliate lost the ACL Rangers 5-4. The Dominican Summer League White Sox mixed things up by getting blown out by the D-backs red team 11-4. Around the league, despite carrying only 24 players to Toronto because 10 members of their 26-man roster aren't vaccinated, the Royals managed to beat the Blue Jays 3-1. After the game, Nicky Lopez threw some shade at Whit Merrifield, Hunter Dozier, Brad Keller and company by calling it an unselfish win. In the less novel but more notable AL Central game, the Guardians blanked the Tigers 4-0 behind a gem by Tristan McKenzie, who struck out 12 over 8 innings. 
Cleveland is now three games back of the Twins and is still a half game ahead of the White Sox. There were a few other shutouts. Tyler Anderson improved to 10-1 with six innings in the Dodgers' 4-0 victory over the Cardinals, and the Cubs were routed by the Mets 8-0. In streaking news, the Baltimore Orioles were off, so the Seattle Mariners were able to beat them to 11 wins in a row by rallying against the Rangers for a 6-5 victory in a game they trailed 5-1 through 6. In the process, the Mariners slipped ahead of the Blue Jays and the Red Sox for the second wildcard spot, as the Rays completed the four-game sweep of Boston with a 5-4 win. The Astros maintained their stranglehold on the West by beating the Angels 3-2 and 10, but Jose Altuve exited not long after taking a pitch to the knee. In a couple of great pitching matchups, the Red beat the Yankees 7-6 in 10 innings, even though the game started with Luis Castillo and Nestor Cortez, each throwing seven innings of one-run ball. That was the undercard for the evening's main event, which was Milwaukee's Corbin Burns against San Francisco's Carlos Rodon. Burns struck out 10 while allowing two runs over seven in the third, while Rodon limited the damage to one run over five innings despite 11 base runners, striking out seven. That'll do it for this edition of the White Sox Wake Up Call. Visit SoxMachine.com to talk about the game and the night on the farm. I'll be following up on some stories from earlier this week, and Josh will be unveiling the draft pick'em contest in the afternoon. A few notes about this weekend. If you're going to be in the Minnesota area on Saturday, make sure to buy a ticket to our pregame party with the gang from the 108 at North Loop Galley, mere blocks from Target Field. You can find more details at the Sox Machine store. Also, the MLB draft is on Sunday, and Josh and James Fox from Future Sox will be holding a Twitter space all night in anticipation of the White Sox first selection at number 26. After that, Josh and I will record a Sox Machine podcast because that guy's voice never gives way. If you're new to the Sox Machine podcast, you can subscribe to it wherever podcasts are found. And if you want to support the tireless work we do, you can do so at patreon.com slash Machine, where you can get an ad-free version of the site and show with bonus content on both for as little as $2 a month. Thanks for listening to the Sox Machine podcast. For SoxMachine.com, I'm Jim Margulis. I'll be seeing some of you in Minnesota on Saturday. Saturday.